Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 523. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Steve McQueen Car Show and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on June 4th at the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. You can learn more about this event at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com. Persistence is key, and I really mean that in every way possible. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, BZ Easy Rioja. BZ, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am sitting down, strapped in, and ready for a blast. All right. Very cool. Great to have you here. BZ Easy Rioja is the CEO and Chief Engineer at BZ Moto Engineering in Ontario, California. They're an engineering agency with a passion for design and developing beautiful creations. He works with some of the largest names in the automotive industry and has a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every project he develops. BZ is a professional motorsports driver, an engine builder, an engineer, and he built and drove the fastest carbureted front-wheel drive vehicle in the world. That is so cool. BZ Moto Engineering is also a proud sponsor of the Steve McQueen Car Show that takes place on June 4th this weekend, benefiting the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. So, BZ, I have told the listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely. You know, here at BZ Moto Engineering, we have a blast, and we, we really cater to those individuals who have a very nice car and want to make it a little bit more exciting. In other words, we take cars that are sometimes very fast, sometimes not so fast, and make them even more exciting for the end user. You know, personally, as a person, I really believe in improvement in everything I do. Mm -hmm. And I do take a scientific approach in making things better than I found them. And it just so happens I love vehicles. So that being said, we tend to have organization here at Beast Motor Engineering divided into two facets. On one hand, we have the average guy who may come in who wants something really special and bespoke for their car, and we can make things very exciting for them. 
On the other hand, we work with major OEs. If a manufacturer has a car that they want to make very appealing to the masses, they can bring it to us in a pre-production state, and we will, for example, create something very exciting in terms of aesthetics and in terms of the power plant to make it very appealing to the mass market. So those are the cars you tend to see at the LA Auto Show, at SEMA, New York Auto Show. We do quite a bit of that for the major OEs out there. So we have a lot of fun. No two days are the same. We have a blast, <laughs> my team and I. Yeah, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. And uh, your good friend Mel from McKenna Porsche suggested that I talk to you. He said, oh, you got to have BZ on cars, yeah. What this guy is doing is really creative. And, of course, the car that you guys are building, the Project 911 BR, which is going to be something debuted at the upcoming car show, Stephen Queen Car Show, is pretty spectacular, too. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. I know you love to drive, so busy, take the wheel. Sounds good. One quote that was shared with me that has really guided me throughout my entire life, both in academics and now also as I continue to tinker with cars, is one that my father, Dr. Ezerioha, shared with me years ago in, when I was very young. He told me, anything worth doing is worth doing well. <laughs> I love and that And that quote. has guided me. Yeah, thank you. That has guided me throughout my entire career. And it's something I think about constantly on a daily basis. Well, what you're doing also is you're developing very intricate engineering for automobiles. And I can imagine if a big OEM comes to you and says, we need some help with something, things have to be right. <laughs> they have to be Absolutely. really well thought through. So. You're very different than just a, what I would call a tuner, somebody that you, you know, I'd bring my Porsche to and I'd say, hey, you know, it's only got 300 horsepower. I want 500 horsepower, you know, something like that. You guys take massive steps in a much more integrated, thoughtful process. So I think that that quote your dad shared with you and uh, gave you as a, a life gift, if you will, has obviously served you well. Absolutely. I'm very fortunate. Yes, you are. Well, let's go back in time a little bit, BZ, and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back that you knew that you were a car guy? Believe it or not, it's something that my parents have shared with me. Your listeners may find it very intriguing, but my parents have shared with me that my very first word was car. No way. Really? Yes. Oh, my that gosh. That was my first word. So you have an infant... I was the first son of my parents, first child of my parents, and I just, from, from the crib, just loved automobiles. And <laughs> I can't even think of a time that cars were not important to me. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really interesting is that throughout my academia, I did study engineering, but I studied more chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. Chemical engineering to pay homage to my mother, who's a chemist, a very gifted, very brilliant chemist, and made her very happy with that. But my passion was still with vehicles. And when I came to this country, the United States, from West Africa, from Nigeria, to study engineering, I couldn't keep away from vehicles. I couldn't keep away from the drag strip, from racing, from, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this, even from street racing, but I got away from that much later on. But I, I always had a passion for cars. So this has existed for me since the crib. That is so cool. I mean, that's, I wish I could Thank say you. that. I'm not sure. I'll yeah, ask my mom what my first word was. I don't think it was car. <laughs> I know that I liked cars from the time I was little, but I don't think it was my first word. So that's pretty cool. Maybe it was something like vroom. That would be kind of cool. So, <laughs> Great story. I love it. 
So BC, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and do what I call crawl into the hood and get our hands dirty. Certainly something you're not afraid of. I would love for you to share with our listeners a huge challenge or even better, a big failure that you've faced along the way in your career. Take us down that road, share that experience with us. But the most important part of this, of course, has to do with how did you overcome it and what did it teach you so you could move forward? No worries. I have one that really comes to mind. And it's fairly recent, and this is in 2013. Honda, American Honda, is a manufacturer that we deal with and we build cars for every year. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing that ever since 2009. Now, they had a very interesting project for me to put together. Something that we really saw as a challenge internally from an engineering perspective, but we knew could do wonderful things for this particular vehicle. Believe it or not, it was a Honda Odyssey, a minivan, that we, after some great discussions, decided that we could make one or create one that would make a 1,000 horsepower. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So who wouldn't want their wives and kids driving around in a 1,000 horsepower? Yeah, I I, I was about to ask you, uh, whose idea was this? (laughs) Believe it or not, it's yours truly. Okay. But above and beyond that, I knew that that could do wonders for marketing. Okay. So great idea on paper. Had designs, already flow test ahead. We knew that we could achieve this with a V6 engine. We'd had to convert it to a manual transmission. It was a lot of work, a lot of effort, and we wanted the vehicle to be very user friendly so that anyone could literally get into the vehicle, drive it off, and it would perform just like it came off the showroom floor with tons of power, with tons of power, and with a great sounding power plant. Mm. Now, here was the challenge we had seven weeks to do this. Oh, my goodness. Seven so weeks. Seven weeks, yes. Seven weeks to take a vehicle from a factory 2014 Honda Odyssey with no aftermarket support, no design components, nothing ever existing for this chassis in terms of, in terms of engine management or pistons, rods, headworks, valve train camps, nothing designed for this power plant. Wow. And we had seven weeks. It takes months to develop components to properly test them and to perform their failure analysis. Mm-hmm. And we had a few weeks to do it. Wow. And a lot of components didn't exist and we couldn't even get because the car was still new. Well, long story short, we did complete the project in time, but I got very ill doing it. Um, long I remember hours, probably. Very, very long hours. So the car was supposed to be debuted at SEMA in Vegas that year, early November that year, mm-hmm. late October. Right. And Monday was set up. Friday... Before that setup, I was at the office, and I didn't leave until Monday morning. Whoa. And I remember working Saturday night without any sleep, and I saw this liquid coming out of my nose. And that wasn't very positive, and it was blood. <laughs> I was bleeding from not resting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I got very sick during that car, and it ended up being my most, one of my most popular vehicles ever. Honda sold the highest amount of minivans or for the Odyssey in a quarter ever. Wow. After that uh, vehicle went on top gear, it was very, very popular, extremely exciting, and people loved that car all over the planet. But what the challenge was, was I really got sick. It was very difficult for me to manage my people because a lot of them were tired, yeah. but we had this goal to be successful. What I learned from that is really not to set goals that are extremely aggressive, especially if a manufacturer involved where you cannot disappoint them. Mm. It's very, very important that we set realistic goals with a realistic time frame. If I had to do that again, I'd have to ask for more time. Right. 
And that way, I'd have a team that not only was very excited, but also I wouldn't fall ill during the process of getting oh, the car together. Talk about literally yeah, so. bleeding for your clients. Yeah. Oh, my absolutely, gosh. Absolutely. Wow. But in the long run, it was fantastic. Yeah, was fantastic. well, congratulations to you and your Thank team you. for pulling that off. And when you said seven <laughs> weeks, you. I was thinking, there's no yes. way. There's no way. Because we see these TV shows where they supposedly restore a car in five days, and it's right. perfect right. and beautiful. We all know that cannot be done properly, <laughs> right? You know, it's not That's an Earl so. Scheib paint job that we're talking no, about no. here. No, no, no. Yeah, so wow, what a story, what a challenge. Well, you know, it's great to learn from our, our great to learn lessons from our experiences, and it sounds like you learned a very difficult one that put your life at risk, it sounds like. That is correct. Oh my gosh. Wow. Gosh. Well, I'm glad you survived. That's for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those uh, bright uh, driving lights come on and illuminate your way down the road for this new direction that you have, this new path. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, when when I finished with my chemical engineering curriculum, in normal fashion, I went into a career that was along the lines of my field. So I got into pharmaceutical research. Notice that individuals in pharmaceutical sales made a lot more money than us lab rats. <laughs> so I decided to defect from science into sales. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I was equipped with both the technical information and I love interacting with people, so it worked extremely well. Mm-hmm. I did very, very, very well in pharmaceutical sales, went to leadership very, at a very young age. I, was, I remember I was with the third largest pharmaceutical company in the world at the time. Wow. And I was the youngest uh, sales manager in the entire industry at the time. I was sales manager at 26. Wow. So that was really exciting. Yes. And I had a, had a team of people who were twice my age and so on and so forth. It was really interesting. <laughs> but nonetheless, my passion was with vehicles. Every weekend, I was at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Every weekend. And... Since I had the knack of creating product and be able to figure things out very nicely, I was always designing parts that made me go faster. And as I got faster and faster on the strip, people would approach me and say, hey, BC, what did you do differently? Oh, I designed this new exhaust manifold. Or I have this new camshaft profile that I designed. Could you make one for me as well? And I'll do that and they'll go faster. So before you knew it, Everyone is coming to BC with his fast motors. BC fast motors, BC motor, BC motor. And this nickname stuck to me with BC <laughs> motor. We can come to this crazy scientist guy and he would create products for you and your car goes faster. Yeah. In 2006, on a Saturday afternoon, my mother was visiting from out of the country. And I had to travel for, for a sales meeting. And uh, my mom had to give one of my dealers at the time, because actually shops that would come to me to, to buy products, 12 exhaust manifolds, 12 headers, mm-hmm. in one day. Each of those headers were about $1,000 each. Ooh. So my mom had to give it to this guy and collect resources. And my mom was like, when I came back, PC, that's a lot of money for one day. I said, yeah. 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 She said, you may want to consider <laughs> yeah. to play around with this. And that was my aha moment. Wait a minute, I enjoy, I mean, trust me, I, I love pharmaceuticals. It was great. I mm-hmm. love meeting people. It's fantastic. But my passion yes. was really in creating products for cars. And, yes. and doing a lot of research and development around automotive devices and engines and power plants and gearboxes and making people go faster and making things better. Yes. And that was my aha moment. Uh, with, the, with the blessing of my mother and the fact that I was able to upload a very large order yeah. on one day, 
I'm like, you know what? This is probably my calling. I, I do a lot better job with this. Yeah. You know, so fortuitous that your uh, the blessings from your mother, your brilliant mother, of course, as you said, yeah. very <laughs> intelligent woman and thoughtful woman, that she realized, hey, there's something else here. And I'm sure for you thinking, you mean I can make a living doing what I really love? Absolutely. Wow. It's not just a hobby. And I hear that from a lot of my guests here that it started as somewhat of a hobby and then they found right. a way to build it into a vocation just like you have. That's so good. what That's a wonderful good. story. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. One, thing I must, one thing I must share is that even though my mom is a scientist, a lot of the business aspect is not covered by sciences. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I was, I was courting who's now my wife, a young lady who's now my wife, Hedy. Mm -hmm. And she really pushed me too to really get into the business. She comes from a family of entrepreneurs. And she was the one who really said, hey, DC, you know, you could actually make a good business out of this. And talking with her family, they gave me some pointers on what to do to really secure my business properly and, and to avoid any pitfalls that new entrepreneurs tend to fall into. Nice. So nice. Well, fortunate. you're fortunate there, too. You married a smart woman. My mom always Thank said, you. marry a woman smarter than you. She'll keep you on your toes. There you go. I did that, Absolutely. which works out most of the time. But some of the times, <laughs> she seems to remember everything I ever do wrong. So, you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I have to really She's stay sharp. Day. Yeah, I have to stay Understood. sharp. For sure. Understood. Let's talk <laughs> a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many. You've created so many really cool things. But is there one in particular that stands out for you? Yes, there is. Um, and you must forgive me, it goes a little bit back. You know, I've had a lot of milestones within my career. Mm -hmm both prior to having Bismodo and within the Bismodo family. But my proudest moment, I would say, of my life is me being able to get into university when I was 15 years old. Oh, my gosh. So that really was the biggest, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, back home, if you want to study a proper major, you know, as in a major that is very scientifically oriented, like engineering or, or medicine, or even if you wanted to become a lawyer, mm -hmm. The marks to enter university is very, very difficult. There's an examination known as the Joint Admissions Matriculation Board exam. It's very hard to get into. And if you fail, you have to wait a year to take it. Oh. So you find people getting to university with nice degrees when they're in their 20s because right. they really want to pass this. Well, I was terrified. So I got permission from my parents when I was the, at the American equivalent of ninth grade mm -hmm. to take this examination so that when my time came, I could feel comfortable taking it and I'd pass in flying colors. Because you practiced it. I got the permission. It. Yes, because I practiced it. Yeah. Well, guess what? I studied very hard for it, extremely hard. Oh, gosh. And I passed. You passed it. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know if I still have it, but at the time, I was the youngest in my country to enter university. Wow. So I don't know if someone's broken that record by now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, I was 15 years old studying petrochemical engineering in Nigeria. Oh, my at gosh. The, uh, yeah, at the Number State University of Technology. And I posted recently on the Bisimoto Instagram feed um, a photo of it. And people are like, oh, my goodness, I look so young. I look so skinny. But, yeah, <laughs> that was me matriculating, matriculating into university at the age of 15. Wow. With my well, parents next to me, very proud. Well, yeah, I would be. I'm sure your parents were super proud of you. And, uh, wow, so I'm talking to a very sharp guy. I knew that You're too kind. as soon as Thank you, you called in. But, uh very sharp man indeed. Fantastic. What a wonderful story. Well, Thank you very let's, much. you're welcome. Let's have a little bit of fun here. I would love to go back and look at what was your first really special <laughs> car? And I have a feeling you've had some pretty cool cars in your day. Yes, you're but still I'm a pretty young guy, but uh, maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. 
I would say it's split between two vehicles. It's split between a 1986 Peugeot 504, <laughs> which was the first car okay. I ever drove, <laughs> okay. which is back home. Because <laughs> uh, it's special to me because it was the first vehicle I ever started up and actually practiced driving in my father's compound. Okay. And it splits that responsibility of a special car with a 1988 Honda CRX, which is the first car that I actually started experimenting on. Ah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that vehicle allowed me to really create a lot of products and learn a lot of things that actually have helped me till today and almost got me kicked out of school because I started doing illegal experiments in chemical engineering lab and I got caught. <laughs> oh, oh. So that car has had some mixed emotions for me, but it, it was my first experimental vehicle and really paved the path for a lot of product creation for me, which I still cherish this very moment. Oh, yeah. That's so, that's really cool. I like that story. <laughs> yeah, you. I remember getting in trouble in the seventh grade wood shop for making a skateboard deck uh, that wasn't uh -huh. an authorized, you know, authorized project. We were making silly things like there step stools and lampposts. Right. And I wanted something cool like a skateboard deck with laminated wood. So <laughs> you were dealing on a different level, though, than I was. I can uh, tell you that for sure. But uh, still, that's great. Well, how about a car that you let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is there one car in your past that you just go, oh, man, I wish I had that? Yes, believe it or not, um, oh, there's so many, and there are two that really stick out. But let, let me talk about the one that was very interesting. It's, it's back you know, to the Honda vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, it's a 1988 Honda Civic Wagon. Not a very attractive car, mm -hmm. but I kind of created a cult following in the sport compact market with that vehicle. It was my very first turbocharged car where I designed everything in-house. Oh, wow. And this vehicle housed a 1,600cc engine that I was able to extract an amazing 720-wheel horsepower from. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, <laughs> magazines covered this. People went crazy. It actually has created a bit of a cult following where if you want to create a 7,800-horsepower, 1,600-liter inline four engine, you kind of use the ingredients on my recipe to do that, and it works extremely well. I developed a lot of camshaft profiles with that and piston designs with some of my partners, uh -huh. and it was fantastic. Well, I sold the car because every time I drove it, I noticed that people, I don't say every time, but on two occasions when I drove the car um, out and parked somewhere, people tried to steal it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I felt, okay, this car is not comfortable for me to drive. Everywhere I go, people want to steal it. I'm going to sell it. So I parted the car out. Uh-huh. And now I think back like, oh, my, that was my first turbo car. Yeah, yeah. And I shouldn't have sold it. I really shouldn't have sold that. It was my first yeah. turbocharged car. Well, and I did. And I did. So that well, being said, that was, that was very sad. I'm sorry to bring up that memory, but uh, there are some good <laughs> memories I know in that car for sure. But yeah, that is absolutely. absolutely spectacular, the power output you were able to pull out of that Thank small you. motor. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Thank that's you. really impressive. That. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what you're working on now that really has you sure. excited and fired up and a little bit about the Steamy Queen car show and the BR Project Porsche because, you know, you're one of the sponsors there. It's really great. It's an awesome cause. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you're doing with this car. Uh, Mel shared some of it. I looked at the video that you guys produced sure. about it. It's going to be uh, up there on your website. I just posted it on my uh, Cars yeah Facebook page today. But tell us a little bit about what's got you excited and fired up right now. One thing about Beast Moto is that we really, really love technology. My team and I, that's what we're about. And I really love the classic lines 
of an older Porsche 911. They are absolutely gorgeous, voluptuous, beautiful cars. Yes. And have so much character and a soul that I've not experienced with other marquees. But I'm not a huge advocate of older carburetors, of points, even distributors. I love to be able to get in a car, start it up, it starts up beautifully, makes tons of power, sounds great, and you don't reek of petrol when you get out the car. <laughs> I love a car that really, I love new technology, and I love beautiful, beautiful plastic lines. So right. if you come to Beesmore Engineering, in-house you'll see many Porsche 911s, which really follow that theme. Beautiful colors, beautiful cars, nice wheels, very elegantly put together, gorgeous creations, but they all have CAN bus, drive-by-wire. Mm. You know, some of them even have Porsche water-cooled power plants, but when you look at them, they look like an older IROC or like an older SC oh, yeah. or you know, an older 930. They look beautiful, like a classic vehicle, but guess what? You get in it, it starts up, it drives beautifully, it makes tons of power, you name it. Whoa, nice. The Steve McQueen car, already at the Boys Republic 911, is no different. Mm-hmm. It is a vehicle that we took a 1980 vehicle, backdated it to look like a beautiful 71, something that if Steve McQueen was alive today, he'd love to drive that. <laughs> I'm sure he but would. But we take it a step further. Thank you. We take it a step further. It has all the modern technology you would see in a newer vehicle. It does have CAN bus. It does have sequential fuel injection. It does have a very unique ignition system. It has individual throttle bodies with a Porsche plenum that makes it look like something that will come from factory. Wow. It sounds and looks beautiful, very elegant. So it has, it has coilover suspension instead of torsion bars. It has all the stuff you tend to see in a newer car. Mm-hmm. But if you step back and take a look at it, it looks like a beautiful, classic, elegant. Nice. Early 70s, 911. I love so it. So it gives you what I perceive as the best of both worlds. Right. It gives you the beauty of a classic Porsche, beautiful, classic, German, gorgeous vehicle. And it gives technology which Porsche individuals, Porsche files would enjoy and appreciate because it takes something that Porsche put together, a 3.6 liter engine that really was the epitome of air-cooled design and just tweaked it a little bit more to give it that little extra edge. And I'm very proud of that car. Yeah, I think you should be. It sounds absolutely spectacular. I can't wait to see it. And uh, the lucky person that ends up with that vehicle is going to have a big smile on their face every time they turn the key. I'm absolutely, absolutely, absolutely sure. I'm a, I'm a huge early 911 fan myself. I've had many 911s. Beautiful. I love them. They're my favorite marks. So you're building something quite special there. Very cool. Now, Thank here's you. a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, BZ, what kind of car would you be and why? That's a great question. To be honest <laughs> with you, I would perceive myself as a car that just hit the market in Europe and would be here, very, would be here in the U.S. very soon. Mm-hmm. I perceive myself as a Panamera turbo wagon. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting, yes? Yes. Well, <laughs> the reason why is, you know, Porsche is a Porsche. Uh-huh. Elegant. It's affiliated with excellence. Beautiful car. It's a Panamera where if, you, if someone blindfolds you and puts you in the seat of a Panamera, and takes off your blindfold, and you drive it, you feel like you're driving a coupe. Yes. So it's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Now, why a wagon? Because it can do so much. At Beesmo Engineering, and in my life, I wear many hats. Yes. I love design. I love driving. I love tuning. Guess what? The Panamera Turbo Wagon is fast. You can carry stuff. You can go out with your wife. You can go on dates. Yep. You can haul our kids around. Yep. You can put skateboards in the back. It's go. very versatile. So I see myself as a vehicle like that, one that's sophisticated, wears many hats, 
and it's also very fast and enjoyable drive to boot. Very eloquently answered. I like that. Very nice the way you you tied that all together. And I see on some of the spy photos lately in magazines and online that uh, they're making a shooting break version of the Panamera. So so it's coming. So the the new, we'll call it the BZ model. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I like that already. The Porsche Panamera BZ. I like there it. There you go. I can see Thank it. Thank you, sir. Likewise. Yeah, you bet. Well, up next <laughs> is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts and RVs, exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats and much much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, BC, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> Well, here we here we go back to my seventh grade wood shop. C. C. Dixon was the teacher's name. He had this southern accent, which was hilarious for me growing up in Southern California, San Diego. And he used to say the same thing: "You boys better measure twice and cut wood." <laughs> correct. And you have no idea how how pertinent that is to until you do it. Every facet of life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah until you make a mistake. That's for uh-huh. sure. I love it. Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Attention to detail. Mm. Whether it is paying attention in lab when you have very dangerous chemicals in front of you, yes. to even putting together a power plant to be able to really pay attention and make sure your clearances are absolutely spectacular and the cleanliness is superb. Uh, Those are things that I have had to do that has allowed me to be very successful. Excellent. And the habit I have in everything I do. <laughs> I think so. I can tell you're that Thank kind you. of person. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would really like? 
Absolutely. The BC Model website, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, www.bcmodel.com. I'm also very active on social networks from Twitter to Instagram and Facebook. But uh, I'm extremely active on my Instagram feed, which is BC Model, B-I-S-I. M-O-T-O. Yeah, it's really great. I just started following you, and your website is really beautiful. It's a really fun place Thank to you. go and spend some time, so we'll make sure that kind. those are... Oh, you're welcome. We'll make sure that those are listed on your show notes page here at carsyeah.com. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? Absolutely. I'm, I'm very scientifically inclined, but many times when I talk to my clients, maybe some of the, dare I say, jargon I use goes over their head. And I really get this question a lot about, BC, you know, what could I read in terms of horsepower that could really make sense to me? And instead of turning them onto books that could really be extremely technical, there's one that's pretty straightforward. And it's How to Build Horsepower by David Dizzard. It's a very nice read, very easy read, really breaks down. He's a, he's a very gifted engineer, and he really breaks down in layman's terms what head flow means, how camshafts make a difference, what is duration and overlap? It talks about compression and, re- and diminishing returns. You name it. So it's a very good read and something that can help the average enthusiast know a little bit more about his or her power plant. Ah, excellent. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources at carsia.com. BZ has his own show notes page. So just type B-I-S-I, his first name in the search bar, and that page will pop up with links to everything, including this book. There's also a great place on the Cars yeah website with, called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the past 522 guests here on Cars yeah Books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question, I like it a lot. It could be a real doozy, though. <laughs> if you could have only one, I'm sorry, I said one. Mel, your buddy Mel, <laughs> McKenna Porsche, really didn't like this question at all because of the, the limiting. But I'll tell you how he... How he picked the answer. He wants that car you're building. That's the car. Interesting. You're building. Yeah, he really. He, <laughs> and, and then he said, "Well, you know, that might be unrealistic." So I think he ended up with a '73 911S that he wants to modify, and I think he's going to bring that over to your shop as soon as I deliver it to him. Ah, so, so you can, nice. uh, yeah, make that custom just for him. But anyway, back to you, BZ. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, money's no object, though. I'm going to buy you whatever car you'd like. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? You know what? It would actually be the vehicle I'm building now. I have full of suit with Mel. Ah. It would be this very same 1989-11 backdated like a 71 with all the bells and whistles. It really is, how I say, the perfect gentleman car. It will be a lot of fun, a lot of great healthy power, not too much power to where it scares the driver. And it will be extremely reliable. What would you not want in the car? It's beautiful. It's reliable. It pays homage to the past. It has modern amenities. I can, it has air conditioning. I can go out with my wife and my daughter with it. It's perfect. Yes. It's, yeah. what, I, it's what I'd want to have. I, I wish I could keep that car. <laughs> I, I, keep well, I know a guy that you could call that could build it for you. And, oh, wait. Ah. That would be you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, it <would>. It's the <laughs> guy in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Well, BZ, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You are just a, a treasure. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Porsche 911 BR? Absolutely. You know, Persistence is key, and I really mean that in every way possible. Mm -hmm. 
one thing that's allowed me to be successful in this, in this, on this planet, in this country, with anything is staying persistent and positive. It's allowed me to do wonderful things. It's over, allowed me to overcome obstacles that people thought were not possible to overcome. Mm-hmm. It made the impossible possible. Yeah. So when it comes to life, when it comes to business, stay positive, stay, stay persistent, and success will come your way. You heard it, listeners. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Absolutely, through bcmoto.com or through some of our various social networking feeds. Once again, bcmoto, B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've shared here today on Cars Yeah on BC's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type B-I-S-I in the search bar. That page will pop up and you'll find everything you need to find. And don't forget, check out the Steve McQueen Car Show. You can go to their website at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com and learn more about this spectacular event taking place on June 4th, this coming weekend. And it's such a wonderful program there. They help the kids. Boys Republic, absolutely fantastic. Make sure you check that out. And if you can attend, make sure you say hi to BZ. I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for taking a little time out on your Friday afternoon here. I know you're a busy guy, but I know that our listeners have really enjoyed this as much as I have. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being part of the show. You're welcome. You bet. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!